Good morning on this Sunday morning. I want to welcome you to our devotional this morning, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We are continuing our devotional and study on prayer. We have been for the past few days looking at Job chapter 22, when he was accused of being a very wicked man and his wickedness was great and his iniquity was actually infinite. But of course, he was falsely accused by his friends. And in the story, we find out uh, what he is told to do to reconcile himself unto God. We are on verse 27 right now. And at this point, we've gone through a different series of different R's. Everything from returning to God, repentance, uh, reconciliation, restoration. And we are at the point right now of asking a request, a petition, a prayer. And it says in verse 27, Thou shalt make thy prayer unto him, unto God. That's whom we're supposed to come before. For the Christian believer, it is in the name of Jesus. We are to come before him and make our prayer. And he shall hear thee. I love that. He is going to hear thee. But there is also some conditions here that we will not find in the New Testament. But I believe that they are valid to the principle of our words meaning and taking place in our lives as objects of either strength or weaknesses. It says in the next part of the verse, And thou shalt pay thy vows. Many times, maybe not always, but many times, as people are going through things in their life, whether it be some type of a crisis, an affliction, some type of a sickness, an illness, some type of a thing, whatever the crisis may be, whatever the problem may be, whatever the persecution may be, whatever the thing may be, people have a tendency of being rash with their mouth and making vows. God, if you get me out of this, I will go to church and not miss one service. God, if you get me out of this, I will serve you better. They make a rash vow, a promise unto God. They may say, well, I didn't mean it. But you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If it's in there, it's going to come out. But it's not so much making the vow that's an issue. It is keeping the vow. We are not supposed to swear. And the reason we're not supposed to swear is because there's no guarantee that we can accomplish that. But if you happen to, and I'm going to call it the slip of the tongue, happen to say any of these things, God, if you get me out of this, I promise God, whatever it may be, the book of Ecclesiastics has a lot to teach us about this. In chapter 5, in verse 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, it says, Keep your foot when you go into the house of God, and be more ready to hear than to give sacrifices of fools, for they consider not that they do evil. Verse 2, Be not rash with your mouth. Do not let your heart be hasty to utter anything before God. For God is in heaven and you're upon the earth. Wherefore, let your words be few. In verse 4, it says, And when you vow a vow, when you make a promise unto God of any kind, 
defer not to pay it. And he has no pleasure in fools. Pay that which you have vowed. Verse 5. It is better that you should not vow than that you should vow and not pay. Now, I'm just reading out of the scripture. This is what is written in the book of Ecclesiastics. In the book of Numbers, it has a lot to say about how a vow is performed and vows that are made. It covers an entire section there in chapter 30. We have individuals like Hannah that uh, presented Samuel. If you give me a son, I will give him to you all the days of his life. Uh, You have Samson's parents, mother and father. How the angel said, you know, he shall be a Nazarite. In other words, he is separated. There is a vow upon his life. And of course, we see part of that vow was that he should not touch anything that was dead. And there were part of that vow. There were many other things that he should not be doing, which he broke. And of course, that led him down the path to a downfall. Now it says in chapter 5, in verse 6, Suffer not your mouth to cause your flesh to sin. Neither say thou before the angel that it was an error. Wherefore should God be angry at thy voice and destroy the works of your hands? Do you know that we we are before the judgment seat of God or Christ, depending on which one you're at, either the white throne judgment or the bema judgment, we will be judged for our words. Literally, it is saying here that there is an angel, and I'm, I'm, there, I'm not going to say that he has a computer or a notepad, but there is an angel that is literally writing down everything that we say. And at the end, when we do come before judgment, every word that is idle... Every word that was worthless, every word that was unnecessary, we will be judged for that. So making vows and then having no intention of paying them before God, then make it for certain that our request and prayer will not be answered. Because it says when you pray, when you make that request, you shall make your prayer unto him and he shall hear thee. And thou shalt pay your vow. So if we go back on our word, then we are literally telling God, I didn't mean it. In other words, we lied to him. And the Bible does say there is a special place for liars. So we don't want to go there. So do not suffer your mouth to cause your sin, your flesh to sin. Neither say thou before the angel that it was an error. Why for it says, Wherefore should God be angry at thy voice and destroy the works of thy hand? According to Matthew twelve thirty five, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. But an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart, he brings forth evil things. I say unto you, verse thirty six, that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account of on the day of judgment. Now, this is what the Bible says in the book of Psalms concerning vows. It says in Psalm twenty-two twenty-five, My praise shall be of thee in the great congregation. I will pay my vows before them that fear him. Psalm 50, verse 14, 
Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay your vows unto the Most High. Psalm 61, 8. So will I sing praise unto thy name forever, that I may daily perform my vows. Psalm 66, 13. I will go into thy house with burnt offerings. I will pay thee my vows. Psalm 116, verse 18. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. So, as we look at what we had been studying on reconciliation, repentance, returning unto God, and restoration, and all these things, we find that at the time of that the request is made, the time of prayer, the time of coming before him, that is the time which the scripture says, that we are also supposed to any promises that we have made along that line. I want to emphasize also a little bit on the word prayer there, the the word that is used in that one psalm, uh, in the book of Job uh, 22:27. It literally means to burn incense in worship. That is to intercede, uh, to listen to the prayer also, or one that is listening to that prayer. In other words, we had mentioned when we were talking about the golden altar of incense, it is the place of incense. But right here, it says that the prayer that is being made is compared to that golden altar and the incense going before God in the form of worship. Nothing worse than worshiping God and having no intention of making any good on any promises that are said or declared before him. Consider this day your words. Consider your actions. Consider the deeds that flow out of our mouth. Let's make haste to make sure that we perform what we have promised him. Repent of our ignorance and of our words and make good that God may have unbroken fellowship with us as we are faithful unto him. Until we meet again on Monday, the Lord bless you, the Lord keep you, the Lord make his face shine upon you, the Lord be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance because of no shame, and may he give you peace in Jesus' name. Amen.